to the E3 podcast where we encourage, educate, and empower female entrepreneurs. I'm Melissa Johnson, and I have a mission to help female business owners um, transform their lives and their business. On this show, I'll be interviewing female entrepreneurs that are moms, that are business owners, and we're taking a deep dive into the struggles that they're having in their business and coming up with some great solutions on how they can transform their business and their life. So thank you so much for joining the show today. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and we're going to jump right in. everybody, welcome to the E3 podcast where we encourage, empower, and educate female entrepreneurs. I'm so excited to have my very good friend and mentor, Liz Faircloth, on today. So, hi, Liz. How are hey, you? Hey, Melissa. Great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Excited about your this amazing podcast you have. So, uh, so glad to be here. Thank you. Well, you embody all the, the things that we're going to talk about as far as encouraging. You've always been so encouraging to me and, you know, I've learned so much from you and I feel very empowered after our conversations. So yes, you're kind you. of yeah, the poster child for what we're doing here. <laughs> so thank you. I love it. I love it. Just get like a picture of me on your pot. No, I'm joking. Right? <laughs> you want a picture of yourself. <laughs> I have one. Um, I'll just put your head like Photoshop. Somewhere. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like a character of some sort in the background. Yeah. yeah. My avatar, Liz. <laughs> Well, do you want to tell everybody just a little bit about who you are and your journey uh, with your businesses so far? Sure, sure. I'll be uh, as succinct as I can, as as possible for me, because I am not the most succinct person. But yeah, so I, um, my husband and I started like getting into investing in entrepreneurship uh, about 15 years ago together. Um, I was actually finishing up graduate school in social work. I wanted to be a therapist. I wanted to help people. Uh, individually as well as group kind of settings and quickly kind of got a sense that I didn't know if I wanted to do that uh, in the in the setting that I had my graduate school experiences where it was more therapeutic and I really got it after reading a lot of books and I'm like I really want to start a business but I'm not sure what to do or where to go and a lot of the books that I read were very focused on learning about sales and getting sales experience Mm -hmm. uh, because it's really hard to write start a business if you don't know how to promote and sell sell at least Probably in a lot of other things, but certainly that skill. Um, and and after reading Rich Dad Poor Dad, of course, opened my eyes to real estate investing and all those sort of things. And so you know, we I immediately got a job actually in corp in the corporate setting doing kind of organizational development. And I have a lot of experience in helping like teams and people kind of hire the right people for the right seat. Um, I did a lot of training around personal growth and you know hiring, team building. Um, communication training, all those sort of things. And at the same time, my husband and I decided to start a business investing in real estate and buying investment property. Um, And then he was focused on that. I was helping, but I was really focused on my corporate work. So I left that about six years ago, had my son and then had a daughter afterwards, started a family and, um, and, and really joined my husband back in our business and then quickly said, okay, I feel like there's something in my soul that's missing. Um, I love real estate, but you know, I know there's something I'm passionate about that's just not in my life yet. I love being a mom. Uh, and I also had this kind of deep desire to serve people and help people. So um, Andres and I were partners at the time in a few real estate projects. Long story short, decided to say, you know, 
it's a lot of men group. There's a lot of male dominated groups out there for real estate investing. And we just were really passionate about supporting women for a lot of reasons in this business that tends to be a little more male oriented. So we started a podcast and a community that helps women focus, you know, them, you know, really focus on helping women live financially free and balanced lives. So we then started a bunch of meetups. Melissa, you're, you're a meetup leader in Texas and we have about 25 meetups around the country and we're building out a membership and publishing arm and a lot of neat things to serve women and give women a voice so they can create a legacy for their lives and their children's lives. So I love real estate investing. I love entrepreneurship, but I'm, I think my number one passion these days is really helping women, um, but doing it in a way that's very community oriented and uh, community building. So that's a little bit about me. I love that. And I love the investor community. You know, I talked to Andresa and we talked about it a little bit and I just, I love what you guys do and what you stand for and just having that place to, for women to go to just, you know, connect and be together in, in this whole man's world of real estate, right? <laughs> I had a guy tell me when I started the, we started the podcast, he said, you know, Liz, you're going to run out of women to interview. You're not going to have enough women to interview. I'm like, I don't think that's going to be a problem. And honestly, that has not been a problem. We have, we just are, we're booked. Like I literally have content for, for at least three months, to be honest with you. So getting women to interview has not been a problem for us. So there's a lot of investors. There's a lot of women out there. We just, there's a lot of them that are, are not on the stages. They're not on in the limelight. And that's the kind of thing that we're trying to shift. And I love, I, you know, do you, do you wonder about why that is? I'm just curious your thoughts you know, on that. You know, I, I, you know, I wish, I wish there was one, one thing you could point to. I think, I think in a lot of ways, why they're not on the stage or why more women are, are not investing. Yeah, like both. I feel like, you know, I feel like women do invest. I know we're out there doing this stuff, mm -hmm. but, you know, we tend to not want to be in the limelight or not really be out there so much. You know, yeah. And I'm not sure why it's, it's, um, I mean, I know for myself, I, I like speaking. I like how I like, I like, you know, I like engaging people. I always like group work kind of thing. Um, am I someone that wakes up every day? Like, how can I get in the limelight? How can I be known? Um, I really not. I'm really, I actually am more of a one-on-one -on -one person to be honest with you. Um, you know, but I think a lot of women who know their stuff have this, have this, have this, I think it holds them back in some ways that they, they don't think they're the expert yet. Mm -hmm. So if you said to me, I mean, I have 15 years experience in multifamily properties. Um, I know a lot about multifamily and I know a lot about multifamily investing because that's been the bulk of our investing kind of tenure, if you will, even more than flipping, more than other things we've done. And if you said, Liz, there's been times that I'm like, I don't know if I'm, I'm credible enough. I don't know if I know enough to speak on that. And I am not the only person that says that. And there are a lot of very successful women out there who know their stuff, um, who've been on lots of podcasts and this and that. And they're like, I don't know if I know enough to be able to speak on that. Where, And this is totally a generalization, but a lot of men I've spoken to, they'll wing it and they'll make things up uh, more so than women will. Women want to speak when they know what they're talking about to the extreme in some ways. So I think that part of it, um, you know, I think, I think that is, and I also believe that the more we get out there, the more we speak, the more we're on these podcasts, we're just giving these examples to, to women who like, I can do that. You know, like Oprah Winfrey was quoted saying, until she saw Barbara Walters interviewing other people, 
she didn't know that like she could do that, right? And that's like, you know, Oprah as a child saw that and she saw Barbara Walters doing it. So I just, that's, I think that's what excites me is that about what we're up to and what you're up to is like the more we see women in construction, right? Talking about financial matters, um, making tough decisions, um, leading a group of, of contractors, I don't know, raising money, right? Um, uh, whatever the, the task is, not just designing the home, which most people think women can only do, or some people think women only can do, that's only gonna perpetuate, right? More women getting into it, more women supporting each other, um, and making those finance. Women all already are the most of the, I'm gonna go off on a tangent, but women are already, <laughs> percentage-wise, makes most of the consumer decisions, right? That's, that's right. common knowledge, right? 91, 92%, ridiculously high number. Most women are making those decisions. But when it comes to investing, statistics show that women actually invest 40% less than men. Yet, statistically, women, you know, person to person, women and men, uh, there's a lot of statistics and studies show that women actually outperform men when it comes to investing. I think they're more cautious, they're more careful, Overall, totally generalization, but that is what statistics will show you. So my belief is that we just got to get women doing it more. Um, and, and the statistic has to go up, not just, you know, controlling money, because that, that's already there, uh, or consumer decisions, things like that. Women are already in the, the forefront of that. But I mean, the investing decisions, right? They're making the calls. They're at the forefront. Um, that's the percent that we want to shift. And that's the kind of work we're up to, right? Because then that's going to change, right? The the trajectory of of women and, and, and legacy and the fact that women are, are going to outlive a lot of men, right? We're going to live longer. We're going to need more financial resources. So the need for money, the need for resources is there. It's not like I'm making this up or, or coming up with these statistics. So that's why I think I'm really passionate about it because the idea of me outliving my husband or my partner, if we're still, knock on wood, we're still together, but hey, you know, I love my husband. But, you know, just having that wherewithal, knowing that I can run, run investments myself and, and run financials, it's really important to me. It is. And I think it's, you know, I, I find too that, you know, getting out there and speaking and stuff like that, you, you know, no matter how long you've been doing it, it's, it's funny to realize that you a lot of times, you know, more than you think, you know, absolutely. You know, I've been interviewed on podcasts before and, you know, I'm always a nervous wreck before I'm interviewed for anything. You know, I, I want to be prepared when I want my questions, absolutely. you know, but then once you get talking and then, you know, things, you know, take tangents or whatever, and then you realize you start, you know, suggesting things and talking about experiences that you've had. And those are such teachable moments you know, yeah. to be able to share. And it's like, I totally forgot about that. But then when somebody asks you the right question, you remember. Yeah. So I think it's that, like, you've got this knowledge, but, um, you know, we're not always putting it out there. Yeah. Maybe. And owning it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like, you so, know, yeah. more than you think, you know, and having platforms now, you know, like your community and stuff like that, places where you can go and share that information, like get, give and receive. Yeah. Yeah, ultimately that's the goal. Yeah, because we don't, there's a lot of things I don't know. Yeah, and, and I mean, there's plenty. I, I've been flipping houses for 17 years and there's still things that come up and I'm like, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. or it, maybe I encountered it a long time ago and forgot about it, Yeah, you know, and it pops its head out again, you know, and it's like, oh man, yeah, I remember this happened, you know, a long time ago. How did I deal with that? Yeah, and then <laughs> navigating know? it and 
Yeah, I know. So I, I'm, uh, yeah, that's, that's a little bit about why, but yeah, I think it's, and as we shift that, um, and we, you know, one of the comments we got from the summit we just put together, Melissa, it was all women obviously speaking at it and women attending and women are like, I've never saw so many women speak about what they know and make it so, they're so approachable. They made mm-hmm. it so like, I can do this too. You know, and some of these women, especially our keynote, you know, uh, she's an equity partner of a very large firm. So like, so, so she's someone who blew my mind, you know, and I was writing pages of notes. She's got, you know, on average, they, they buy this business, that business, they have like 70 businesses they're invested in. I mean, this is, you know, a real deal equity, you know, type of leader and equity partner of a um, major firm. And I'm like, she just made it so approachable, right? Like just, it wasn't like, I'm higher than you. I know more than you. It wasn't like this pretentiousness. And that's what I find with a lot of women. I, I have really positive experiences with a lot of women that just want to share and help and also grow and learn. So um, it's a neat, it's a neat community. It is. I love what y'all are doing and hundred percent support you guys as always. <laughs> and we appreciate you. You know, you're, you're, you're a rock star down there in Texas. I want to come visit when uh, we, we get out of COVID here. Wow. One day, <laughs> one day, one day, you know, over the rainbow now. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about what you're up to and maybe something that you want to kind of talk through with your business that we can, you know, work on together. Yeah. So, you know, I think what, what, what's been really helpful with the conversations we've had in the past, because we've had a lot of different conversations is, you know, it's like working on the business versus in it. Right. And I think, I, you know, I, I think a lot about like my past because our past tends to help us figure out what's coming up for us as we're working through something. So I was a consultant for many years. So when we started our business, you know, you're doing everything and then you're a consultant. And again, remember how consultants get paid. The more you do, the harder you work, the more you get paid, which I was an excellent consultant because I'm a very hard worker. So if you tell me, if I bring on 10 new clients, service them, do workshops, travel around the country, literally trade your time for money, I was, I was an amazing consultant. Now, fast forward, I'm an entrepreneur, building a business, a couple of businesses right now. That'll get you, that'll get you into major uh, fatigue. That'll get you into major trouble, right? As, as a leader and as an as a entrepreneur. So the very things I used to do so well with and actually get compensated very well with monetarily and also accolades, right? All my clients love me and they wanted me and I love that, you know, is the opposite of really what we're up to now in building a business, right? You have to hire other people, let things go. And it's not about trading time, right? That's the whole point of why we're building a business. So I've thought a lot about that as we've grown our businesses and being mindful of, of not getting into that trap because I can get into that trap where I just do it all. So what, where that leads me to what I want to talk about a little more further with you is, is, you know, building out, building out a team, you know, here I am someone who knows personalities. So I know the personality traits I need that, that, that I don't need help with, but what I do need help with or what we, as where we are with our crossroads of our company is there's a lot of women who love what we're up to and they want to be part of it. Right. So we have meetup leaders like yourself, which is like, you know, people who are, are part of our community, they're leaders in our community. Then there's other tasks that we need to have done, right? Lots of things that need to happen in a, in a company that people are like, I can help you with this. I can help you with that. So just, you know, bringing them on, setting up a system, right? And accountability, because, you know, you bring on people who want to help and volunteer. It's got to be checks and balances, right? Because it's hard to fi- fire a volunteer, 
but you need to have expectations and be very clear with like, Hey, if you don't meet these, this isn't going to work kind of thing. So we're building out kind of like our, our, our non-paid or our volunteer team, if you will, ambassadors, I, I'm coming up with a term and a name for that. And then there's also the idea of, okay, there's so many other things we need help with, right? Administratively and just tasks. So what's, what's maybe a, a good first hire paid hire that we, you know, person we can, and, and we have people we're paying and we're help that are helping us edit our podcast. So we've started to let go of some of that, but I know there's a few other things we do need to let go of as well as we grow. So I can look at the, we can look at the strategy of it and the big picture, not the details that have to happen. So, so in a succinct way, I think it's, you know, where we headed, what is our priorities, which you and I were talking about earlier, which I, I think we're pretty clear on, but just refining, really digging and getting a little clearer on. And then ultimately, you know, employing this, this, these teams and getting the right people in the right seat. And then also mm-hmm. thinking about the benefits of the, for these people, if it's non-monetary, you know, and, um, and also just watching my time. Cause I, oh, I could have a call with everybody. I can help them. And, you know, I'll just, I'll just have to be mindful of that, right? Because I just that's that's where I love to do is just to talk to people and help them. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, long-winded answer to your question, but really thinking through our next steps with our team and both, you know, from a monetary perspective, but also from a non-monetary perspective, because we are very bootstrapped. We're, you know, still, I won't say we just started, but, you know, we're getting, we're getting our feet, you know, uh, getting more, planted something like that but you know as we grow and, and build this thing out um plus people want to help and i i you know i think there's a there's a place for us our in our culture that we would have like a like non-paid team and a paid team that's what i envision just figuring all that out okay so um i'm just taking a few notes yeah <laughs> I like it. I probably just mentioned just seven different, you know, things in there anyway, because that's just one thought leads to another. I'm not the most, I don't have one linear thought, just so you know, that's clear. No, but I don't either. It usually looks like this. Yeah. You know, you're like, so what do you need help with? <laughs> well, again, what were we talking about? Yeah. Now, okay. So have you, um, so you've got pay people that can do certain things. And then you've got, you know, that you will eventually have to build a team where you will have to compensate people to do certain things. So that would be like, I, I see that as like your experts, right? Mm. Um, so, you know, you've got your, your kind of lay people and then you've got your experts. So dividing those two things up first. So your experts, they're going, you're, you're going to want to compensate them in some way because they're, the expert in their field, right? And when I think about that, um, like Andresa and I had talked about, um, like having a marketing director or marketing consultant or some person that can oversee um, like strategy and, you know, help you create the vision and kind of the, um, the pathway, you know, for where, for where you wanna go. Mm-hmm. So they'll be able to break that down into manageable pieces Yep. You know, you start with like your grand vision, like here's where we want to go. Here's all the things that we want to do. And now all those things need to be broken down into, okay, well, what prioritize, like we talked about, you know, what do we want to do? What what do we need to do first, second, third? And I think that is based on maybe some help with the prioritizing thing is looking at that end goal, like, 
So you're creating this as a business. So the point of having a business is obviously to generate revenue. You know, yep. obviously you want to help and serve people too, but you can't do that. It's the whole, like, you can't pour from an empty cup thing. Yep. You know, you've got to have some revenue in order to be able to provide these things for people that, um, you know, are low cost or free or whatever. Yep. You know, like if you're doing an event or something, right? Like you need to have money to put on an event. Yep. So what are the things that you have in your plan that will generate revenue? Right. And then you have your experts kind of work on that stuff. But what I was thinking is like with the, with the volunteer people mm -hmm. is kind of like, what I would do would be to list out all those things, maybe just like brain dump everything first. Mm -hmm. This is, this is my preferred method of doing things just cause I feel like I always have so much stuff rattling around in my head. Yep. So I have to get it all out first. You know, it's like, okay, here's kind of where I want to go. Maybe just have that sort of vague vision. You know, you kind of know, but it's not exact yep. yet. Mm -hmm. And I know you've got some, some things that you definitely want to do. So writing all those things down, but then like the deeper level to that. So now what goes with that? So you want to launch a member site. So what mm -hmm. all does that entail? Yeah. You want to have an event. What all does that entail? You're going to do, put a book out. What all does that like? And what are the things that have to be done in order to do that? You, you know, you've got marketing for each one of these things. Right. Um, and then you've got, you know, sales, and then you've got support. And then you've probably got um, like a technical side of things. Like if you've got somebody that's building out a membership site, you're going to yep. have to have some kind of tech support. Yeah. Um, you might want to have like a, um, I'm a big fan of like a, oh, what do they call it? Um, somebody that's in charge of customer experience, you know, because you're going to be, I see that. At, yeah. And I see that almost start to jump in, but I, it's funny, you, you know, the, the customer experience are like, that's what I was thinking about calling these, these ladies ambassadors, you know, they can help grow our meetups. They can help grow the community. So like the community building aspect, I think is actually people who love and appreciate our community who've gotten a lot from the community. We've had women who are like, I've gotten so much from this community. I want to give back. Right. How can I give back? Like, you know, and I want to be like, you know what? You could do this flavor of ice cream, this flavor of ice cream, this flavor of ice cream. I just want you on board, give you a t-shirt, get you excited, you know, appreciate your excitement and get, help you achieve your goals. Right. So it's just like, to your point, I see the customer experience um, definitely as a volunteer role, you know? And that's kind of where I was going with that. It's like, once you break all that stuff down, then you can begin to separate those things into, okay, these are things that can be done by volunteers. These are things that need to be done by the experts. But then the things that are done by the volunteers, what are things that they can be doing that um, can lead to the revenue generation side that'll help yep. support the other things? Yep. So, you know, one of them, you know, could be, like you said, just growing the community, having that outreach there, just getting people like into the funnel, first of all. That's, yeah, that's the biggest thing. So like the community is, we're only as strong as our community, right? That's obviously right. what we're building and what we're cultivating. So, um, you know, COVID hasn't helped, but on the other hand, our, our, our Facebook community, we, we have like a hundred new members, right? And a hundred new people who are in our Facebook 
community play a weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's never, that, that was incredibly higher than it was pre-COVID. The, the face-to-faces have decreased, right? Just because of what, what we're, we're going through right now. But um, yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, that's, that's an interesting piece here. Aww. Yeah, because I know, <laughs> I know even, that's okay. That's why I had to leave my house. <laughs> um, I know like for our meetup group even too, just because of all that stuff, you know, we, we haven't even had the chance to meet in person because we launched yeah. right at the beginning. Right. And, and so, but the great thing was I was shocked at how many people came into that group that fast just in our market. Yeah. I think we have um, like about 150 people, something yep. like that in our, in our group. Already. That's just organic. Like, so all yeah. of our growth has been organic. We have done purely, no yeah. paid marketing so, so then the thought process is like, where, you know, where do we really, really take on, right? The, the idea of, of like you're saying, the marketing is huge because um, everything we've done is so grassroots and organic. And I, I think in a lot of ways, people have really appreciated that though, too. We're not mm-hmm. like this commercial brand that we're like, oh, it's another, another, it's been so... I think in a lot of ways, very comfortable for, for both of us. But um, now we're like stepping into a new piece here and a new phase of growth and getting over your own mindset, your own limitations. But um, yeah, so I think that's part of it too, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm so and sorry. Think- Do you mind if I just, I'm sorry, you're going to edit this, I'm sure. Yeah. Just give me one second. Yeah. Okay. We're on again. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I think, um, well, one of the things I, I wanted to share too was, you know, I, I love marketing, you know that. So I go to a lot of these, um, I'm always trying to learn about it just because that is like the one piece of business, like business principles, I feel like are always the same. But what I love about marketing is that it's, it's always evolving, like it's always changing. And so you have to kind of stay on top of that and like understand what's working and what's not working and things that worked before don't work now and, yep. and like doing all those things. And that's with any business, of course. You, know, you, you know, house flipping, running a mastermind, whatever, you know, there's, there's that. But one of the things that um, has stood out to me the last couple of years when I've gone to these like um, social media marketing conferences and stuff is one is like building a brand awareness because people love that. And I touched on that a little bit with Andresa, but, you know, it's about building your brand and telling your story because that's, you know, very compelling for people. People want to be told a story. But the other thing that really sticks out for me with the branding is that, and I think you guys have done a good job on this, is when you, when you create a good brand, like you have, like, and not just like a logo, I'm talking about like the brand, all of it, like what do you stand for? Who you mm. are? What do you, you know, how you represent yourself, how you speak to people, your culture, I guess, you know, is, is all part of your brand. And so even though everything you've done has been grassroots up to this point, when you think about it, those people are loyal, right? And so they, they talk about this thing of like building raving fans. Yeah. So, the more raving fans that you have that you can, you know, tap into, they're the ones that are, that are going to be your ambassadors. They're going to be your best source of marketing and yeah. it costs nothing. Sure. You know, than just 
having done such a good job at building a good culture and a good brand. Because when people, once they get into whatever you're doing, whatever you put out, they're going to be grabbing at it always because they're loyal because they like the brand. They like who you are. They like you stand for. And they're, the great thing about that is they're going to go tell everybody about it too. Yeah. So that word of mouth again is a free thing, but you want to try to build these raving fans. And I feel like, you know, these people that you're talking about, like the, the ambassadors, like yep. those are raving fans. They're going to go out there and spread the word about what you're doing and bring people in and, and talk about it. And, you know, because I mean, I didn't know about the investor community until another female investor told me about it because she had been on your podcast. Yes, that's right. That's how we connected. Yeah. That was Peely. Yep. And, um, but I wouldn't have known, you know, I wouldn't have known about it. And so I think that is, you know, if you can have this little army of, yeah. of rape fans that go out and just, you know, promote, 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 um, and bring them into the fun. So you got, but you got to have your funnel set up so that, you know, okay, they're going to bring people in, but now, um, like, what do they need? What kind of content do they need? What are they looking for? And then structuring all that in a way to where they're getting what they need. Um, and then what do they do? Right. So like, and then, and then, you know, what's the communication or connection with them? And that's, that, that was the other thoughts of like, you know, almost like a, like something that people covet, like I'm, I'm a, an investor ambassador, you know, I've got something that they're proud of saying, right. right. Or, and, and so, um, yeah, I was talking to my husband about it too, just about the meetup leaders and just th that type of thing. And, um, so yeah, so that's a really good point. And, um, cause the benefits don't always need to necessarily be monetary because, you know, like, you know, as well as I do. So like when you're thinking about your team, Right. And I just listened to this Gary Vee thing yesterday where he was talking about like firing your best person on your team if they're toxic. And it yeah. just hit me because I've had to do that before. But that to say, like, knowing what your people need too that are working with you, like the ambassador type people, they probably just really want to help. And they would just like the benefit for them, because we talked about like, what are the benefit? Like, what would yeah. you, will be a benefit for them? I think it's like you said, like to be able to say, I'm an ambassador for investor, you know, they don't necessarily need monetary compensation. It's just that they want to help and serve and promote, you know, wherever they can. And that doesn't cost you anything, but it can bring them into the revenue generating portion of the business. Right. It would be like being a part of the membership site if that's paid or paid content or live events or coaching or whatever it is, you know, that will be monetized. We had a few women who uh, expressed interest in helping and their skill sets are pretty specific, right? So when you said about the experts, um, you had one woman who's like, I write professionally for XYZ website. I can help you do some writing. I'm like, that would be cool. You know, so it wasn't just like, I just want to flat, you know, raise the flag, right? And wave it for investor, which I think you're going to have some people who, you know, just that's awesome. Right. But then there's this other person who it was like a hybrid, right? Cause they're technically have an expertise in something like this one person said, Hey, I can write for you guys. I'm like, that actually be really great if we can transcribe some of our podcast episodes into mm -hmm. blog posts. We have not done that. And that'll be another way to like, 
you know, just way to repurpose, repurpose. And, but again, (laughs) do I have time to, I mean, am I doing that in my free time? I actually like writing. I like copy. I like copywriting. Don't have the time to do it. Um, writing too, actually. It's kind of fun. Yeah. I kind of like, interestingly enough, I was actually blogging quite a bit for bigger pockets for many, for a few years. Actually really, I thought it was very therapeutic because actually what's in your head, you get out on paper and it's like, I do know that. That's right. Like it's actually very, very liberating, if you will. I've always saw myself as more auditory as, as someone who likes to communicate, but actually, I actually really like writing too. But anyway, um, but that's an interesting point. And I said, that's interesting. And another person said, I, I really have an expertise and I love, um, I love doing administrative tasks, right? And I'm like, you know, that's awesome. So I think I'm also looking at, okay, you know, if you're not paying someone, I, maybe this is my own stuff, right? My own limiting mindset, but it's almost like I feel bad, right? I don't want to ask them to do too much. You know, so getting clear on expectations for everyone is really helpful for me because then I don't feel like, is this too much? Am I asking, is this, you know, and I, I, I don't know, maybe that's just my own stuff, my, my own limitations. No, and I, I see what you're saying. And I think, you know, part of that, I think that even with a volunteer position, you know, and you know this, I think that you should still have those tasks laid out. Like yeah. Specifically. Yeah. You know? Just because they're a volunteer and not being paid, it, it's kind of like, the conversation is, okay, well, here are all the things, like you've expressed an interest, you've got expertise in, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever. Here's where you could fill a need for us. It would be doing A, B, and C. And just like being very clear and like, they understand you're a volunteer. These are the things I need from you. Here's like what the time commitment would look like. Yep. And are you willing to commit to this? Take that on. Yeah. To commit to it, just like anything else. As you build out, like, say, say you got 10 people who are raising their hand and they just, they just literally want to do something. Um, there's a time frame for that, right? So they're excited. They want to help. It's like, you can't reach out to them in four months. Like, Hey, I'm ready. To, you know, obviously, cause their, their enthusiasm is weaned, like all of our enthusiasm says something. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious though, like, have you seen, um, in terms of a communication techniques, like, I think that's something we need to step up like Slack or, you know, all these different project management systems, right? We, we you know, we were using Slack, uh, Justin, I use Slack, I have mm-hmm. used Slack and that works. And we have, you know, we have an organization method in Dropbox. So we, you know, we have that going and we're building out some SOPs, processes for meetup. I, I wouldn't say we have every single process built out because we're creating stuff as we're going, right? So I'm just thinking through from a communication perspective, because the biggest challenge in any organization, the challenge I brought into, and I got paid well to help them with was the lack of communication, right? Communication breakdowns. So as we build this out, I'm very just conscious of it because I saw it firsthand. You know, I don't know a lot about business. I mean, I know things about business, but certainly know that's a big challenge. So I'm just thinking like, you know, setting that up well from the beginning, right? And getting into to a good communication technique with people. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and I, so I don't know, but especially from an app perspective, I don't know if I'm like Mrs. We're not like the most savvy with all these different systems. Like, oh yeah, just throw them in our Asanya portfolio. Like we don't have that going. So I don't I know. I feel like it, it, it doesn't have to be complicated. You know, I okay. feel like, I don't know, just Sometimes people just tend to overcomplicate things and I'm a big fan of simple. Yep. You know, I think that, you know, with communication, it's just like anything else. That's a process too. It's a yeah. process that has to be um, hammered out. Yep. You know, 
how are you going to communicate with them? How often are you going to communicate with them? What do you expect in the communication? Um, you know, is there going to be follow-up with that particular thread of communication? Right. You know, I think the big thing is that things are complete, you know, how does that all look? Well, that's what I mean. Like just being kept in the loop and, you know, there's people who undermanage, right. Overmanage under, you know, um, and I think putting that together, like figuring that out and then putting that in with that volunteer description or not even yep. in any of the positions, you know, it's like, here's all the things that, that, you know, that you would be committing to. This is how we communicate. Um, we're going to be, you know, once a week, we're going to do a call at on this day or whatever, you know, that way it's just, I always feel like as much as you can be clear up front, it just eliminates a bunch of questions later and problems yep. later because then it's not like, well, we need to do a call this week. Okay. What's a good day for you? What's a good day for you? No, absolutely. And that's kind of where we are getting to. Cause we, you know, Justin and I had strategy meetings and with COVID and just, it's been a little, I don't want to say off, but we just, you know, it, and, and then we were doing the summit. So we were, we were communicating a lot, but listen, there's different types of communication. We all know that there's like task conversations. There's, you know, strategy conversations and you kind of have to plan all of them because if you don't, you know, the tasks take over and you're like, hold on, you know, kind of thing. So I would want the same thing for this kind of group, um, which, which I foresee, you know, kind of bringing together. This is really good. This is helpful to think through because, um, when you can even have somebody like a VA that's kind of in charge of managing those communications too. Like if you have Slack, you know, you can create different channels in there and it's like, okay, here's my volunteers channel. Here's my, you know, the marketing channel where all the people are talking about the marketing and stuff in there. Here's the sales channel. Here's the customer support channel and just having the different groups. And then maybe somebody that just oversees and checks all of that, you know, yep. like an assistant or a VA or. But that's probably one of the most important things we need to kind of really Cause think about. Really crazy you should start building like this big thing where there's like a lot of people a lot of moving pieces you know it's like that's going to be too much for you to manage to go in and check all those channels you know yeah no absolutely just, it, just, and just yeah i kind of i'm already going through just even from a growth perspective like what are the things that we we both need to take off our, our current plates right just if we do nothing else you know literally which is not the plan but what's the current tasks that need to get reconfigured and, you know, what does that look like? How do we do that? So then we can, you know, grow and bring on more different lines and revenue streams. Um, so yeah. Something else that you can do too is um, just going back to that communication thing is maybe um, once you separate those things out too, like you have one person, maybe it's not an assistant or VA, but maybe it's a person that's in charge of that. So like you're the head ambassador. Hmm. So they're over all the other ambassadors. That's a good idea. I've, I thought of that with regards to the, to the meetups already. And I need to kind of do that as we grow. Yeah, that's a great idea for the meetups too, because that's a lot to manage too, especially if you've got 25 already and then you've got, you know, one, two. Absolutely. And I'm kind of running the meetups, right? That's one of my, my roles and, um, you know, it's just interesting what people bring you, right? Uh, you know, it, it, but people are people, right? So there's always going to be some sort of something that, you know, and I, I love that. I actually really like helping people and connecting with them and talking ideas through or just challenges they're having. Um, 
but yeah, it's, it's, I, I couldn't imagine if we were double, I don't know how I'd manage that. Right. Or do anything else. Right. So then the thought process comes in my head. Okay. Then I need to, you know, that's where I already was thinking. And then that's a good point to actually bring it to the ambassador level. Cause yeah. then I could, I could actually start, I could start that arm, if you will, with, I had a baked in, I don't have to wait. I right. couldn't wait. Have that person is responsible for going out and, you know, choosing the other ambassadors or whatever. And then you've got somebody that's running the meetup. Ooh, I like that. I was yeah. thinking so differently. I was really, I was really thinking it's so funny, you know, it's like, I got to get out of that thinking that you have to, I have to put all the people in place and figure it all out. Let them you know? do. And then I the really, great thing is you've got one person from each little thing that's reporting to you. So you're not trying to manage all that. You're just, yeah. you know, here's that person, that person. That's a really, really good point. I like that a lot. Even just starting that way, maybe giving, I love that. That's a, that's a brilliant idea. I was not thinking that at all. Oh, well, that's awesome. I hope that helped. Well, I think we're out of time. I know you have another call coming up soon. So this has been super, this has been super helpful. Um, that's, that's what I'm going to commit to doing is obviously building out our priorities, building out like the roles and then matching it with people who've like raised their hand saying, Hey, hey I want to be part of this. But then the next part is putting the details together, but also getting out of that thinking that, you know, I have to now be in charge of a group of 25 people because that, that thought's a little overwhelming yeah. in my head, right? Because that's just, I don't know how I'd, I don't know how I'd have time to do that, right? That's a really, really, really excellent point, but begin that way, um, which has been not the trajectory so far. It's been more of like, build it out and then, oh yeah, yeah, we got to get somebody to help us with that now, you know, where you're saying the opposite. Yeah. It's like a line of business, right? You, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't start a new manufacturing site and then I'd have to hire everyone. I'd, I'd build, I'd really would hire someone to do that, right? If I was a, an operations manager, I know that. But yeah, getting out of your own way uh, of doing it all. It's a really good point. I'm just thinking like big picture too, because that's yeah. really, once you get that person in place, it's really going to allow you to be able to grow too. Yeah. Because you're not doing all those things. You've got that person that understands completely what that role looks like, like who the right people are that should be there, you know, spend the time developing one person from each little team, you know, develop them because you're good at that. Like, and you know what you want and then let them take it over and, you know, develop all the people underneath them. Yeah. That's the and growth. Spread, spread that workload out too. Yeah. That's the growth for us. You know, as we, and that's how I, that's how I could see you being able to grow that a lot quicker. I think. Leverage. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a whole different skill set. but thank you. This has been amazing. Um, I'm glad I could help. And um, just to wrap up, you want to let people know where they can find you? Sure. Sure. The, uh, our, our investor website is the real estate investor, H E R.com. And our, um, our meetups are, are there. You could find where our, you know, all the different meetups, you can go to meetup.com, but you can, you can go to our website and, and check us out there. We're on social media, we're on Facebook, just, uh, we're a private Facebook group, about 3,500 women, uh, just type in investor community. Um, and our podcast is the real, real estate investor show. And uh, definitely check us out. We're over 115 episodes now. So, um, and you can access that from our website as well. 
Great. Well, thank you so much for, for your time today and, and letting us awesome. through some of the stuff. And I'll be checking back and see how all that goes too. Absolutely. Thank you, Melissa. This has been amazing. Appreciate your time as well. Thank you so much, Liz.